Jesus' name. Our dear Father and Master, we thank you for this privilege you've given to us to hear from you this morning. Lord, our prayer is that you minister life and grace to us through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to thank the Lord and the leadership of the church for this rare privilege to share the word of God with God's people. We pray that the Lord will reach out to us this morning in Jesus' name. Our topic today is Add to your faith virtue. From the text we read, the lesson we read, Second Peter 1, I want us to go through the, the place again as we go into the message. Second Peter 1, we will read from 3 to 5. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. If you read it in King James Version, it says, who called us by his own glory and virtue. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires for this very reason. Having all these things at the back of your mind, make every effort to add to your faith goodness or virtue and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ praise the Lord so I want us to note some things from this passage. Number one is that faith in Christ Jesus is the foundation. The first step in our walk with God is the salvation of our souls. Every other thing follows after we are saved. Whatever it is that we are doing for the kingdom or in the name of the Lord must be must, must follow the salvation of our souls. You know, we don't go into serving God or working with Him or working for Him or doing anything without being saved first. The foundation is the salvation of our souls. It is when we are saved that we can now add other things, you know, to, in, in, you know, to work with the Lord better. And then secondly, we are not to stop at just being saved. We must make diligent, personal efforts to grow spiritually. Philippians 2.12, the Bible tells us to work out our own salvation with fear 
and trembling. If we just get saved and we do nothing again, we can remain babes forever. That is why, you know, um, personal uh, uh, spiritual growth is not a question of how long we have known the Lord. We can be in the Lord for 30 years, 40 years, and still reason like babes, you know, do like babes, be tossed around by every wind of doctrine, and some other person can surrender his or her life to Jesus Christ just two months ago, but will make efforts, you know, to build up the spiritual life through the word of God and through prayers. And when you see the two of them, the person that just repented maybe last year, might actually look more matured, more, or, or, or can act more mature spiritually than some other person, you know, that just um, repented and just relaxed there. Praise the Lord. And then another thing I want us to note is that the source of all virtue, moral excellence, is God's divine power, as we read in this place. It is not by human effort. It is not by human effort. That is why when you try, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that, without that stemming from the grace the Lord has given to you, you find that you are unable to do it. That is why, like, kind of at the beginning of every year, people make resolutions, New Year resolutions. Like, every adult knows that this thing is wrong and this thing is right. If you see an adult committing fornication, he knows that fornication is wrong. If you see an adult stealing, he knows that stealing is wrong. He even knows what is causing him. He might even want to stop it. And that's why at the beginning of the year, you find out, you know, people make resolutions, okay, oh, I will no longer smoke, I will no longer do this, I will no longer do that, you know. And they try to, by their personal effort, to stop it. One week, two weeks, three weeks, they are back again. Why? Because it is not by God's divine power. It is that divine power that enables us to say no to sin, to say no to ungodliness, and to build and grow virtues. Praise the Lord. You know, and, and, you know, like I said, that is why virtue or moral excellence is um, in short supply in the world or lacking in the world system, despite how we admire it. If you see a man or a woman with moral excellence, with um, you know, that is good, that is honest, that has integrity, you know, faithful and all that. We all like such a person. Is it not true? We all like such a person. We want to deal with such a person. If the person is a businessman, we want to do business with the person. If the person is a mechanic, you want, even if the, person, even if the person's workshop is a gariki and you live at the other end of Ababa, you take your vehicle down to that place. Why? Because no person is honest. He will do the work well, you know. It, but, it says, but, but, but such virtues are in short supply. They are lacking in the world. And that's what the world is looking for. And that is what the word of God is telling us this morning to add to our faith. Praise the Lord. Number four. From where we read, the Bible is telling us that if we possess those virtues and they abound in our lives, we will never fail. We will, be, we will not be unfruitful both in our work with God and in our relationship with men. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, now we'll ask ourselves, what is virtue? What is virtue? The dictionary 
defines virtue as behavior showing high moral standards, good quality, good moral quality like honesty, courage, compassion, generosity, integrity, fairness, self-control, or moral excellence. Has also been defined as conformity of life and conduct with the principles of morality. Because the virtues are the practical attitudes and habits adopted in obedience to the principles of um, godliness. In Philippians 4.8, can somebody read the place for us in King James? Philippians 4.8. Yes. Nothing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Praise the Lord. So from this place, we see that um, you know, virtue can also be described as life of truth, life of nobility or nobility in character, just, lovely, praiseworthy, you know, things that, you know, that will bring glory to the name of the Lord. If we also look at Mark chapter 5, verse 30 in King James, talking about um, the woman with the issue of blood, when she touched Jesus and um, she was healed, Jesus said that virtue has gone out of him. Power has left him. So from there we see that virtue can also mean power, power that produces results. Power that produces results. Because when, when the woman touched Jesus, power left him. And that power that left him made the woman whole. Praise the Lord. So it is also that kind of power that the, the word of God is telling us this morning that we should add to our faith. Praise the Lord. Now ask ourselves, why do we need to add virtue to our faith? Why do we need to add virtue to our faith? From um, where we read in First Peter, where we took our test, verse three, it says, verse, verse three says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and virtue. By his own glory and virtue. Number one reason is that we are called unto virtue. That is our calling. Our calling, the life we are called to live is a life of virtue. It is a life of goodness. It is a life of moral excellence. Praise the Lord. And then secondly, from the same place in verse 8. It is because when we live that life, we will be fruitful and we will be productive in our work with God. The Lord wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to be productive in our work with Him. It is also so that we will grow spiritually and not be overtaken by sin, as seen in verse 9 from that same text, 2 Peter 1, verse 9. And also, when we, when we add virtue to our faith, it will help us to perform our assignment on earth excellently 
and to serve God better. Like I said, in performance of our assignment, the Lord has called us to do various things. We all have various, uh, our individual assignments. And whatever it is that he has called us to do, we cannot do them well by our own power. No matter how intelligent we are, you know, like if you see an intelligent um, businessman that is fraudulent, you won't want to deal with the person. Because by the time he will combine his intelligence with fraud, you won't even know that he's cheating you. And you'll be cheated. But now imagine a Christian, a child of God, with moral excellence, that is also intelligent, that is also doing business. When that moral excellence comes into that business, you know, I mean, the person will perform excellently. The person will perform excellently. Not just when the person will give you the service, the person will not cheat you. And that is why wherever that person is, people will come from all over to look for the person. Even in our offices, even in our offices, when you see people that are straightforward, they are honest, you know, they, they, they do their work well, they don't ask for anything you know, before they will do what they are meant to do. You see people there, you see people coming to them, even the things that are not supposed to do, people will come to them and say, please, help us do this thing. Why? Why? And this is what the Lord wants every one of us as Christians to be doing wherever we are. Praise the Lord. And then, number six, those virtues will help us not to fail in our Christian race and life endeavors. Praise the Lord. We will not fail. You know, because like where we read, he said in verse nine, verse 9 says, But if anyone does not have them, he is short-sighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. And when that person is short-sighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins, he will now go back to those, those past, um, past sins. And then going back to those past sins, he will continue in those um, past sins. So that even when the Lord makes a way for that person, those things will still block the way for the person. It will still block the way. Praise the Lord. So we need to add them to our faith. And then, number seven, we need to add virtues to our faith so that the name of the Lord will be glorified. Praise the Lord. And that is the most important thing because we all live to glorify God in our lives and all that we do. Our prayer should be that the name of the Lord will be glorified. You know? And when we allow the Lord, when we, when we add virtues to our faith, you know, we will live in such a way that as people relate with us, they will glorify the name of the Lord. And then souls will be drawn to the kingdom, even without our preaching to them. Praise the Lord. And then we'll now ask ourselves, how do we add virtue to our faith? How do we add virtue to our faith? Number one is that we need to take personal responsibility for our spiritual growth. We must take personal responsibility for our spiritual growth. From where we read, verse 5, it says, For this very reason, because by his divine nature you have received all that pertains to life and godliness, 
For this very reason, make every effort. Make every effort. It does not just come. You don't just sit and it will fall on you. It does not. If I notice that I am not patient, if I notice that I do not have self-control, and I just sit back and wait that someday time will take care of it, time will not take care of it. Time will not. I must take personal responsibility. I must determine within myself that, Lord, you are helping me. This, 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 this self-control that is not in me, you know, Lord, I, 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 I will imbibe it. Lord, I am not patient. I admit it before the Lord. Lord, I am not patient. But help me. I will begin to work on myself with the help of the Holy Spirit. And as I continue to do that, the Lord will help me. And before you know it, you will find, you ask yourself, is this annoying? Maybe they are used to every little thing. She will shout every little thing. You know, she will be angry and all that. We all have the things you are asking God to help us with. So you know what you are asking the Lord to help you with. But you have to take personal responsibility. You don't wait for the Holy Spirit to come down and do it for you. Or for any other person to do it for you. No, you are the one to do it. Praise the Lord. And then secondly, we also have to remember that the source, the source of all moral excellence is God's power. It is life beyond human effort. Only his divine power can enable us to escape the corruption in the world, as um, we have seen from where we read. So, continually plug to that source of power through the word of God. So when we know that um, it is not by our human efforts, it's not by what we can do, Day by day, we keep plugging to that divine power. We keep plugging through the word of God. Through the word, as we take in the word prayerfully and ask him that the word will have its way in our lives, we will see that um, the things that ordinarily were not there before will begin to develop them. Praise the Lord. And then also, by voluntary obedience to the word of God. If we read um, Philippians 2, can somebody read Philippians 2, 6 to 11, talking about Jesus? Philippians 2, 6 to 11. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a born servant, and coming in the likeness of man, of men. And being found in the, in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also, having highly exalted him, and given him the name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus every new known, every new shall bow, of those in heaven, and of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Praise the Lord. In the book of Hebrews chapter 2, the, the, the Bible tells us that we should look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So Jesus is our perfect example. We, 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 are, we are enjoying to walk in his footsteps. And from where we read now, we're told that Jesus, even though 
He is God. He has all the qualities. But he chose to be obedient. Even to the point of dying on the cross. And having obeyed. The Bible says at the end of the day. The Lord gave him a name that is above every other name. That the mention of his name. Every name must bow. Both of things in heaven. Things on earth. And things under the earth. And every tongue must confess that he is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. And it was like the, 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 that, that obedience. And him that power. And the name that power. Because the name is not just in Jesus. It's in the power in it. It's in the power. That's why one other person will call, another person will call Jesus. But they will not have the same effect. It's in the power. And it is true obedience that he got that power. And we're talking about virtue. We're talking about moral excellence. We're talking about power that produces results. It is true obedience. As we obey the word of God. We may not know the whole scriptures. But that little one that we know. Let us ask the Lord. To help us to obey. As we obey that. We will get to know others. And we keep asking him for grace. To obey. And as we keep obeying. He will be enduring us. Enduring us with them. Divine power. Praise the Lord. And then another way to, to attract virtue is by prayer. Can somebody read James 5, 16? Well, see what, what I want to bring out is in 16b. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous. Yes. No, James 5, 16. James 5, 16. Confess your, trans- your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Praise the Lord. The effective, fervent prayer, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. In some translations, we we'll say produces great results. Produces great results. Effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. When we walk in righteousness and we pray, results we follow. Praise the Lord. And then Jude 20. Jude 20. Enjoying us to build up our faith on our most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. So as we pray in the Holy Ghost, we are building up our faith. We build up our faith. As many of us as are baptized in the Holy Ghost, it is, it is necessary that we take time to pray in the Holy Ghost. On our own, take time to pray. You know, whether it's for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, one hour, take time to pray in the Holy Ghost. It produces results. It does great wonders. Even though you do not understand what you are praying, the Bible says you are speaking mysteries, but those mysteries are producing results. Even like some of the things that we are asking God to help us with, as you bring it before the Lord and you pray in the Holy Ghost, Spirit of God take control. As you pray, you will see how the Lord, you know, will just take charge. Praise the Lord. And then Colossians 4.12. Talking about Epaphras. Epaphras. Somebody, can somebody read Philippians, um, Colossians 4.12? Colossians 4 verse 12. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, Salute you always, salute you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Praise the Lord. Yes, 
the word of God is saying us here that Epaphras, he was always laboring in prayers. And what was he praying about? That the brethren may stand in the will of God. So through prayers, we can, as we pray for ourselves, we can also pray for brethren. Epaphras was not praying for himself. He was praying for other brethren that they will stand in the will of God. It's like laboring, not just not remembering them in prayers. You know, there are two different things. He wasn't remembering, yes, not just you mentioned them. No. He was laboring. It was like hard work. And he was working hard in prayer. Asking the Lord for one thing. Just one thing. That these brethren may stand in the perfect will of God. And as we also pray for ourselves and pray for our brethren, that the Lord will help every one of us to stand in the perfect will of God. That the Lord will help us, you know, to, to, to add virtue to our faith. To have, to have moral excellence, you know. To have power that will produce results. Because that is actually what the world needs now. That's what the world needs. That's why if we are saying, oh, the world is wicked, the world is corrupt, there's this, there's that. It's because moral excellence is lacking. Full stop. It's because it's lacking. If you are saying, oh, the civil service is no longer what it used to be, it's because moral excellence is lacking. If you say, oh, we don't even know who to relate with again now, people are doing this and doing that, it's because moral excellence is lacking. And we cannot expect to get them from the world. No. They're not the ones to give them to us. No. No. That is why if you read Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Can somebody read the place? Matthew 5, 13 to 16. It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, and let them that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Praise the Lord. You are the salt of the earth. You are the ones to preserve the earth. You are the light of the world. You are the one to act as a beacon to the world so that the world will see through you. So those things that they do not have, we cannot get those things from them. We cannot get some. No one can give what he does not have. The world does not have what it takes to exhibit moral excellence. They do not have what it takes, you know, to, to, to bring forth power that can produce results in people and in systems. No. They do not have what it takes to exhibit integrity, honesty, compassion, and all that. From where? Where, do, where would they get those things from? No. Even though there are people, moralists, you know, they will tell you, okay, they don't do this, they don't do that, they don't do that. But even in that, you still find out that there are still inefficiencies and all that. Because the source is from God. Praise the Lord. And the, and the Lord has called us to live as salt and as light. Praise the Lord. And then the fifth way is by abiding in the Lord continually. John 15, 4 to 5. John 15, 4 to 5. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit 
of itself unless it abides in the, in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are born. Praise Se- no, it's okay. Praise the Lord. This is the Lord Jesus himself talking to us. Abide in me. If you abide in me, I will abide. He's giving us the assurance that if we abide in him, he will abide in us. And that if he abides in us, we will bear fruit. Which means the other way, put it the other way. If he is not abiding in us and we in him, we will not bear fruit. Praise the Lord. And all of us will want to bear fruit. Bear spiritual fruit. Bear physical fruit. Bear fruit in our careers. Bear fruit in our business. Bear fruit in whatever it is that we are doing. We all want to bear fruit. And he is telling us here that the secret to our bearing fruit is our abiding in him. That if we abide in him and he abides in us, we will bear much fruit. Because without him, we can do nothing. And I think if we keep telling ourselves every day that without the Lord we can do nothing, it will help us a great deal. You know why, why maybe sometimes um, we... We produce mediocre results. It's because sometimes we think we can do it on our own. We think we can do it on our own and then maybe, oh, I know how to do this. And you do it. And then you produce the result that self can produce. You produce that kind of result. But if we tell ourselves that on my own I can do nothing and we depend on him and we allow him help us do it, we will see the kind of excellent results that we produce in whatever it is, be it spiritual, be it physical. Praise the Lord. So in conclusion, the world is in their need of men and women that are manifesting godly virtues. The world is in their need of men and women, believers that are manifesting godly virtues. Because that's the only way the world will be healed. That's the only way the world will be healed. And the Lord is looking unto us. He's calling on us you know, to add Add to our faith. Yes, we are born again. But he's telling us to add to our faith. Godly virtues. Godly virtues. As the Lord helps us to examine our lives. To look into our lives. And ask ourselves, the way I am living. Am I manifesting godly virtues? Am I manifesting moral excellence? Those, the, those things the word of God lists as virtues and all that, are those things manifesting in my life? And as I notice that, one, two, three or so are not there, I'll go to the Lord in prayer. I'll ask the Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I cannot do it on my own. You say without you, I can do nothing. Yes, I acknowledge that without you, I can do nothing. So help me. And as we do so, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Can we pray? Can we just take our time to ask the Lord for grace? Let us ask Him for grace.
grace to obey him. Those things he has told us, the things he has opened our eyes to, those areas he has told us to walk on, let us ask him for grace to walk on those areas. The things he's telling us, look, you have to, you have to imbibe this. Let us ask him for grace to imbibe those virtues. ask our reverend to pray for us you realize in all that has been said that you don't have virtue and when you look deep into your heart you are struggling your expectation of virtue is your power your best your ability no it's time to take on the power that comes from Jesus it's time to invite Jesus to take the lordship the headship of your life it's time for you to begin to expect God's power in your life because Jesus has died for you are you such a person can you put your hand on your chest and say to the Lord Jesus I don't have power to live a holy life I don't have power to stop sexual immorality I need you to give me that power. Because you have died for me. Because you have paid the price for me. I expect God's forgiveness. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Receive me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We want to identify with you. Could you raise your hand? You who made that prayer, we want to identify with you. And ask for the blessings upon you. Pray that prayer online, in person. I ask that the power of God will come upon you even now, assuring you by the Spirit of God that now you are the child of God. And I ask the release of courage, boldness, and strength in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we present ourselves before you. We present ourselves as instruments of righteousness, slaves of holiness. Father, as we come to your table and as we walk day by day, we ask for that energy that you manifestly walk inside of us to present us and all men perfect in your sight. In the name of the Lord Jesus.
Father, we give ourselves to personal discipline of the study and the careful obedience to your word in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we give ourselves to courageous living, though our physical eyes have not seen, but because we know that what you say is true. Father, we add virtue to our faith. And we cause, because you are adding your power to us, we will not lack in fruitfulness. Lord, to you be glory. To you be honor. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for your daughter, whom you have used to bring your word to us. Father, add to her abundantly and her household. Refill her, replenish her, and use her in greater measure in every place you cause her to be. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.